You get your podcast. Iowa State basketball team looking to make headlines at Hilton Coliseum tonight. The Cyclones will try to knock off second-ranked Houston, who's 14-0. The Packers say Romeo Dobbs is day-to-day with a chest injury as they get ready for Sunday's playoff game in Dallas. DraftKings line has the Cowboys favored by 7.5. The Grizzlies announced that John Morant will undergo season-ending shoulder surgery. He played just nine games after returning from his suspension. I'm Doug Thompson. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Tuesday get two for one on the best wings in town. Score! This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. continues on 106.3 KXNO. Glad to have you aboard with us here on this Tuesday as we put a cap on the national championship game. Adam Emmenecker scheduled to join us coming up here momentarily as we break down a little college basketball here in the state of Iowa. Talking MVC hoops did not go very well for uh, you and I and Drake over the weekend. Both of them fell in their matchups. Drake, a road game against Belmont, not only lost that game, but were blown away. Just couldn't get it going in that one. You and I had a huge opportunity to maybe get back into the race a little bit. Had Indiana State come to town, and they did not answer the bell as they were also uh, blown out in their game. Got down big in the first half. Couldn't get any stops in the first half. Gave up 44. It was a via inside. The big man for Indiana State has been around cut for a couple of years. Uh, they were knocking down shots from the outside. Overall, 15 three-pointers in that game for the Sycamores. And now we'll see Indiana State make their way into Des Moines coming up tomorrow night as they will take on a Drake in that one as they sit at 13-2. and Do the Indiana State Sycamores and now in first place in the Missouri Valley. After Indiana State, it's Drake, Southern Illinois, Belmont, and Murray State all at 3-1. and The Panthers down at 1-3 and after their slow start to the season. Panthers were anticipated to be pretty good. So uh, we will see Adam Emmenecker hopefully coming up here in just a little bit. We'll hear from Adam and talk some MVC hoops with him and our conversations all season long throughout March Madness. Brought to you by G Migs on 5th Street. They have a lot going on. Awesome daily specials for both lunch and uh, dinner. Terrific soups. They're specialty state fair wraps, pasta, and their all-world prime rib on Friday night. Located at 128 5th Street. In Historic Valley Junction, come and enjoy G-Migs, one of my favorite stops over there in West Des Moines. Great food, great little fun place, and uh, big thanks to G-Migs making our MVC conversations with Emmenecker possible all season long. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, John Walters is going to be joining us, the voice of the Iowa State Cyclones. And we will preview the matchup against Houston. What a fun night it's going to be. I know it's going to be difficult for a lot of people to get up there. Hopefully the roads will be clear. It was not a fun drive in. And you know, I come in about 10 o'clock is when I left today to get here to the studio. I thought at that point, eh, things will be in good shape. I used the morning to get some shoveling done, listen to a little radio, listen to podcasts. And as I was shoveling, it just kept piling in, piling in. So we will see what the roads are going to be looking like tonight getting up to I-35. You hope it's clear. You hope it's obviously an ability to get there because this is a huge opportunity for Iowa State. Game against Oklahoma 
tight down the stretch. It was just Oklahoma made plays. Iowa State didn't down the stretch. Momchilovich had a couple of looks, had opportunities to knock it down. Taven Lipsy did not play his best ball. Keyshawn Gilbert, I don't want to say it was a disappointing, disappearing act, but you need more certainly out of him. Now it is Houston, a Houston team that is elite defensively. Uh, yesterday, uh, we were told by Alec Bussey from CycloneAlert.com that they have historically one of the best defenses. Now, it's early in the season. They have not played murder's row as it pertains to what they've seen to this point in their schedule. Their best win right now is against Utah. Utah's okay. They're 11-4. and four. Other wins, Texas A&M, they're 9-5. and five. They have not taken on a team that, when they're playing their best, Iowa State can be definitely one of the top teams. I don't think there's any doubt about it. That This Iowa State team, when they're clicking on all cylinders, they can take on all comers. This schedule is going to be a bear, though. Houston coming up tonight. Right now, Ken Pomeroy has Houston favored by five. Point spread has Iowa State a two-and-a-half-point underdog. And then after getting Oklahoma State over the weekend, this is what awaits. A road trip to BYU, who's still ranked ninth at Ken Pomeroy. TCU on the road. If you watch TCU-Kansas, you know that's not going to be an easy one. You come home for Kansas State and Kansas. Then you go to Baylor and Texas. Where's the layup? Um, maybe Saturday, February 24th against West Virginia. That's it. The closing stretch with West Virginia at home, you get the rematch against Oklahoma, UCF, home for BYU, and at K-State is about as easy of a path. And even that one isn't easy. I mean, you're not chalking up 5-0 and when you look at that portion of the schedule. The Big 12, it's been the best conference going in college hoops year after year. And you think it's going to continue, certainly this season. Well, the gap right now between them and everybody else, it is significant. Speaking of those numbers, the gap between where the Big 12 is right now and the number 2 conference in college basketball, the Big East, is about 2.5 in the rating scale. That is as big of a gap as there is between right now the Pac-12 and the Mountain West. That's significant. That's what we're talking about here. The significant gap between the two conferences, and that's what you see between the Big 12 and everybody else. We got that going on. Hey, also have to mention uh, something we haven't touched on today. Iowa defense, once again, brings another one back. Quinn Schulte is coming back for another season in a Hawkeye uniform. And as we talked about yesterday, the return of Nick Jackson to go along with Jay Higgins in the linebacker spot. Now you put Quinn Schulte in that defensive backfield. Jamari Harris coming back for another year. Deshaun Lee certainly saw, at minimum, this guy is going to be pretty solid as a cornerback. And just a sophomore, how much better he's going to be going into next season. Xavier Wampa played injured all season long. We know about the upside of Xavier Wampa. And up front, you return a defensive lineman in Y.A. Black that ascended in a big-time way this year. Deontay Craig... We saw this as a guy that can get to the quarterback and has done it consistently throughout his career. And though he was banged up this year, you know how good he is going to be. We didn't even talk about a guy like Brian Allen. Brian Allen, who was a star of spring practice in the open practice that we got at the end of spring practice. He was a star again in August camp at the Kids' Day and the one opportunity we got to see this football team in a practice setting. This is a guy that's going to help on that defensive line and maybe he becomes the edge rusher that you're looking for. Aaron Graves continues to build on what he is, now became a more consistent player in his second year in the program. Year number three, you expect even more ascension there. This defense returns 8 of 11 starters from a year ago. 
Eight of 11 starters from a defense that was ranked as the number seven defense in all college football. Not only that, on a yards per play basis, the Iowa defense was the best in the country. Number one, Iowa, average giving up 4.08 yards per play. Number two is Penn State. Ohio State three, Michigan four, Notre Dame five. That's your top five in college football a year ago, yards per play. The craziest part about that statistic, though, is not that Iowa led the country in yards per play allowed. They didn't have exactly the most daunting schedule in front of them, and we get that. But it was what they had to do because of the issues offensively, to put it nicely. The awfulness of the offense, to put it more bluntly. They were on the field more than 200 snaps more than the second-place team in snaps that they had to play defensively this past season. To play at that level, being on the field that long, it's incredible. And it goes to now what we're waiting for, the decision by Kirk Ferentz and what is happening. Now, there's one theory out there, and the theory is this thing continues to drag the feet. Look, Kirk Ferentz has had 10 weeks to figure this thing out, right? Ten weeks to make a decision of who his offensive coordinator is going to be. When the decision was handed down by Beth Getz that this was it, Brian Ferentz was done as the offensive coordinator. When that was done, Kirk could have at minimum been doing some back channeling, some phone calls, even putting somebody in the operations role with the football department. Hey, get me a list. Get it started. Did he do that? We don't know. And then it was, we're going to wait to the bowl game. when they We still have one more to go, go, game to go. That's where attention needs to lie. Now, how did that work out? Not well. I mean, that looked like a team completely unprepared to play the final football game of the season. But they did. And now as we sit here, more than a week later, there's been interviews, there's been phone calls, there's been conversations. Is it Paul Chris? Is it Joe Philbin? Those are the two names that have been bandied about the most. Both have positives, both have negatives. But those are the two guys that are talked about. And there's different names that have been thrown out, and we've talked about many of them here. But the one hope for many people, myself included, is Ryan Grubb. Now, is it likely that Ryan Grubb is going to leave what he has at Washington? Leave Kalen DeBoer, who he's been with for a long time, a guy that is on the precipice of getting a head job himself, to come back home. An Iowa guy from Northwest Iowa that started his coaching career at Kingsley Pearson. Is he going to come back and be the guy at Iowa? Take over an offensive system and a head coach that doesn't do things the way that DeBoer does at Washington. That has many old school ways of thinking. Is he willing to do that? I believe there's only one way. Remember, a year ago, Ryan Grubb turned down Alabama had opportunities at Notre Dame. There were jobs out there a year ago, and he turned them down. The only way that you're getting Ryan Grubb to come to Iowa to be the OC, and I don't even think it's a realistic possibility, but the only way to do that, I believe, is with a wink and a nudge, and maybe even more than that, that he is going to become the head coach in waiting. That if Kirk Ferentz, when he decides to hang it up in two, four, six years, whatever it turns out to be, that Ryan Grubb will be the heir apparent. Now, if he can come in and make this offense competent, if he can get them back to the levels that they were consistently under Ken O'Keefe, top 60 in the nation, which we're not shooting for the moon here, top 60 in the country, 
if he can do that, they don't have to have it in writing that he's the head coach in waiting. He'll have that job. Because coupled with the defense of Phil Parker, the special teams that we see from LeVar Woods, what they have done, if you're just okay offensively, a whole lot of wins are going to come. And it's going to be a whole lot more fun. It was difficult to watch this Iowa football team. As a football fan, just taking off your black and gold blinders, watching this football team, it was difficult. They ultimately won 10 games. But in the games that they lost, outside of the Minnesota game, they were non-competitive. The offense has to get better. Kirk, the time is now. Ryan Grubbs, season is over. Washington's done. I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's likely. I think you're talking about a slimmer. I think it's going to be boring. It's going to be vanilla. It's going to be Kirk Ferentz. Will it be better? Well, it can't be much worse. Talking Cyclones coming up next. John Walters, the voice of the Iowa State Cyclones, is going to join us. We'll break things down with John, get a look at the matchup against Houston, how the roads are. I wonder if John, if he stuck up in Ames yesterday or if he uh, got a hotel room, something like that, or if he made his way back to Ankeny. We'll talk about that with John Walters. As we take you up until 1 o'clock, Miller and Connick continues. Trunk Connick running solo here today. Talking Cyclones next on 106.3 KXNO. Before that, though, it's time for another $1,000 swoosh. Head to KXNO.com right now and enter the nationwide keyword. It is check. Check at KXNO.com. It's your chance to win $1,000. That's check at KXNO.com. Standard data and message rate supply. Stay tuned for your next chance to win one hour from now on Murph and Annie. Once again, that keyword is check at KXNO.com. Quick timeout. We'll continue talking Cyclones with John Walters next. This is Miller and Condon on 106.3. Wondering if your roof is showing signs of damage or aging? Call the trusted team at Wolf Roofing, like I did, to have them assess your roof. They're a local company with 30 years of experience. After a thorough inspection, they'll provide you with an honest, free estimate, help you choose the best product for your home and budget, then get your project done in one day. Wolf Roofing knows your home is one of your greatest investments. Let them take care of it for you. Call 515-225-8866 for a free estimate or go online. If you have a low interest rate on your property and a lower tolerance for tenants, then you have two choices. Sell it and say goodbye to a great investment or keep it. Hold on to that rate and let the professional landlords at Renner's Warehouse manage it for you. Why hire Renner? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Hunter's Warehouse? Because we free you to do the things you love, like take a vacation, have dinner with your family, or acquire more properties to achieve more financial independence. You already know that renting delivers cash flow, appreciation, and tax benefits. Renter's Warehouse also frees you from finding tenants, collecting rent, and handling those annoying 3 a.m. maintenance calls. The choice is yours. Sell your property, keep DIYing everything, or hire Renter's Warehouse to get the best of all worlds. You're free to cancel within 90 days and even get your management fees back. Go to renterswarehouse.com today to book your free home rental price analysis or call 515-528-4444. Welcome back. Miller and Connick continues. 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon here with you today. Ken making his way back from his California sojourn. He'll be back with us in studio on Monday. He'll be checking in, though, from the road here over the next couple of days. Coming up right now, he is the voice of the Iowa State Cyclones. He is John Walters as he joins us on the BMW Des Moines guest list today. John, always a good conversation. Looking forward to this, breaking down the Houston-Iowa State matchup. But top of mind right now for me with you did you stay in Ames yesterday? Did you have the coaches show yesterday? I was wondering with this storm uh, or if you're still back in Ankeny and getting ready to hen- head up north. Yeah, I know we had the coaches show last night, so that was all good. And uh, now, now just a matter of trying to get back up there for the game. But uh, by the time I go, it should be in pretty good shape. So I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, plows will be out. You'll be in good shape. And a, a quick jaunt up at I-35 there. It'll be pretty good, though. I'll tell you, 235 coming downtown today. Not nearly as good as I anticipated it was going to be at about 10 o'clock. But they've had a couple of hours and pretty easy drive for you. What does it normally take you to get up from uh, your homestead up to Ames? Uh, about a half hour. I typically go up through Slater because okay. I'm over on the very, I'm on the far west uh, corner of Ankeny. So, yeah, I go up through Slater, take the back roads because it's a lot more uh, relaxing. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, that that takes me right up there. So it's a pretty good deal. Hopefully, the roads are clear and everybody can make their way to Hilton. Everybody with obviously tickets tonight. A huge matchup, a huge opportunity, really a chance to get that first signature victory of the season for Iowa State. Uh, before we go forward, though, let's take a look back over the weekend down in Norman. Certainly opportunities late in that game to get the win, hit the big shot, just couldn't talk him down. Monchilovich had a couple of looks in that one. That's a really good Oklahoma team, but fought all the way through, had opportunities, and though it wasn't a win, I think it showed you this Iowa State team, they're going to be right there with the top of the Big 12. I think they are, and pretty much all the conference games are going to be like that, you know, where it's a one-possession game with felt like the whole time, and then, you know, the margin of victory at the end ended up being a little bit bigger, but really that was a back-and-forth. You know, Iowa State constantly trying to get over the hump and then finally did and, you know, couldn't quite stay there. And then I, I, I love the looks they got from Milan Momchilovic down the stretch. I, I thought that was great that, first of all, he had the confidence as a freshman to rise up and take those shots and that his teammates were looking for him. He's a... He's a really good offensive player. The shots didn't go in, but uh, you'd want him taking those shots again because he, he is a guy that can knock them down. So I thought they got some pretty clean looks. And, you know, 3 of 16 from 3 uh, probably isn't going to get it done. And if you make a couple more of those, it could be a completely different game. Um, and then I thought Iowa State, you know, down the stretch, struggled to get the defensive stops that they had been getting for most of the day. And, you know, allowed a couple slip screens to happen, a couple of uh, indoor uh, inside passes for layups, and 
you know, that's something they've been doing a pretty good job of preventing. But, you know, they got to find a way to, to close that one out. And, uh, you know, they get many more opportunities like that. Oklahoma's going to come back into Hilton Coliseum later this year. But that is a good Oklahoma team. I, I don't know if they're the ninth best team in the country, but they're certainly a top 20 team, in my opinion. And uh, so, yeah, it was it was a good battle on the road for sure. And there's going to be plenty of those in the Big 12. Three of 16 from downtown, the shooting woes that we talked about in the first two years of odds showed up in that one. I, I'm not overly concerned. I think this is going to be a better offensive team. But what did go wrong outside of Oklahoma being with Porter Moser, a really good defensive team? Well, Iowa State only had, I think, nine assists. I, I think they had 27 baskets, nine assists. Now, for a good portion of the game, uh, their best offense was just putting the ball up on the glass and going again. And they did a great job in all the hustle categories, Trent. If you look at 15-5 to victory in, in second-chance points, mm-hmm. You know, they won points off turnovers, which they try to win typically. They won points in the paint. They're the first team to out-rebound Oklahoma all season. So he did a lot of the things that you need to do to win the basketball game. But, um, you know, I think the nine assists is a little bit alarming because they, they're better when they're kind of working together offensively. And I think there was more one-on-one stuff. And, and maybe that's just because of what Oklahoma was taking away and forcing Iowa State to try to do. I'm sure that was a big part of it. But... Um, you know, I, I think this team is at its best when they're really moving the basketball. And, you know, Taman Lipsy had an off night. He was 1 of 10 from the floor. Uh, it's rare when Taman doesn't play really, really well. And I, I think back to last year uh, when Iowa State lost down to Texas Tech and the wheels kind of fell off the wagon down the stretch in that game. And Taman had a tough game. He was a freshman playing point guard in the Big 12 on the road. And it was, it was a tough night. He doesn't have any of those. But, man, the next game he came back against Kansas and he was absolutely lights out. So I'll be surprised if he doesn't come out and play really well tonight against Houston. But, yeah, he had an off night. The guards, you know, he and Keyshawn Gilbert didn't score it like they typically do. Uh, couldn't get to the free throw line as much as they'd like. And so you had some of those things up, and certainly it was a formula for, for Oklahoma winning the basketball game. Here comes Houston to town tonight, the number 1 team at Ken Pomeroy right now, the longest win streak in college basketball at 14 consecutive here to begin the year, and the last remaining undefeated team in college hoops. They cruise by West Virginia, but there's also going to be a different one here against this Iowa State team. As you've been getting ready for them, old friend LJ Cryer, he shows up at Houston after beginning his career at Baylor. Calvin Sampson, you know they're going to be good defensively. What have you seen overall, though, with this Cougar squad? Yeah, they're great defensively. You know, I mean, they're they're giving up less than 50 points a game. And, you know, you look at national leaders in scoring defense and, you know, Oklahoma, or I mean, uh, Houston number one at 49 point, whatever it is, 49.6 or something like that. Second is 57 points a game. So, I mean, there's a pretty big gap, you know, there between first and second. And so their defense has been elite, always is under Kelvin Sampson. Their field goal percentage defense first in the nation, too. Um, and they just suffocate you. You know, they force turnovers. It's a lot of the stuff that Iowa State tries to do, you know, and so it's going to be a rock fight for sure. I mean, I would think if either team uh, gets to 60, they're probably winning this game, and I would say first team to 50 probably does win it. Um, But, you know, it's one of those games. You might get a bloody nose just watching it on your couch. I mean, it's going to be physical, and and these teams are going to be getting after each other, and you're right about Cryer. That's a great addition. And you combine him with Jamal Shedd, who's an outstanding on-ball defender, and it really gives Houston a great backcourt. And there's so many terrific backcourts in the Big 12 right now. And I think Iowa State has one of them with, with Taman Lipsy and Keyshawn Gilbert. But, man, there's a, there's a bunch of them. And so this is going to be a tremendous basketball game, Trent. I mean, I, I think anybody who tunes in is going to be highly entertained. Uh, Houston is 
undefeated, but they haven't really played a great schedule. Neither is Iowa State, obviously. Uh, but this will be the biggest challenge for Houston today, too. So, you know, for both teams, it's their their biggest challenge so far this season. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how this one plays out. So this Houston team built a little bit differently than some of the past ones and, of course, made a Final Four a couple of years back with Sampson there as the head coach. They're not real tall, but you know, it's six one, six one, six three, six four, six eight out of their uh, top depth chart over the last five games here with Shad and Cryer and Sharp, three guys that are six one, six one, six three. But they're strong. They're physical. It, it, the height doesn't, I guess, tell you the story of the way this team actually plays. No, that's just it. And I mean, they play so hard. Mm-hmm. You know, when you watch them play. You're thinking, man, they never take a possession off. I mean, they are going all out on every play. And it's really uh, a tip of the hat to Kelvin Sampson that they play that well. I mean, it's uh, it's hard. It's a demanding style of play. But he gets those guys to buy in and do it. Excuse me. <coughs> um, offensively, you know, they're, they're limited. But... Mm-hmm. Um, Cryer has the ability to rise up and make big shots at any time, and they try to get him the ball. They really look for him. Uh, the two big guys inside, Francis and Roberts, are good. Um, they're a diversified team. They can beat you a lot of different ways. Emmanuel Sharps, another guy that's really going to hunt his shot. Um, but really, their bread and butter is just going to be, look, we're going to make it almost impossible to score on us, and we might not be the best shooting team in the country, but when we miss a shot, we're going to go get it off the offensive glass. And sometimes that's their best offense is, you know, just put it up there on the rim and go in and get it. And, you know, for Iowa State tonight, they have to be so strong with the basketball. And uh, I think that's the big thing. Avoid those, those you know, run-out turnovers, the pick-sixes, if you will. And then at the other end, you know, try your best to hold Houston to one shot. It's hard to do. But, um, you know, if you, can, if you can hold them to one, I think you've got a real chance. For the first time in over a month, we got to see a whole lot of Demarion Watson. He came in, the sophomore, I thought really provided a jolt for this team, John. Really helped them out. 15 minutes in the game. Knocked down his free throws okay, but it was more the energy that he brought in. Got a couple of steals there. He was really helpful. It's It's been inconsistent, even going back to last year with the minutes that we've seen from Watson. There's just something about him, though. I just I really like. I, I think there's so much untapped potential with Watson. A sign of things to come, what we saw on uh, back on Saturday with Watson. Yeah, and I think TJ feels like in conference play, as physical as it is, um, you're going to need nine guys. Mm-hmm. And so... I think Watson's that ninth guy, and, you know, what he can do is a lot of the same things that Hassan Ward does when he comes off the bench, and that's get deflections, get loose balls, get a block shot here or there, really disrupt things on the defensive end of the floor, and then, you know, he can go get an offensive rebound and a putback, too, and so those are his strengths, and those certainly are Hassan's strengths, and I think with the two of them out there in particular, you have a lot of guys that can create some havoc defensively and get you out and running because Iowa State wants to get a good portion of its offense off of its defense. And guys like Damarian Watson and Nassan Ward allow you to do that. They give you those opportunities, and so then you just got to go capitalize on it. But I agree with you. I like what Damarian brought to the table the other night. Hustles, plays hard, uh, really distracts people, and he's a good defender. And so... Um, you know, in TJ's system, he's a good fit, and, and I think he'll continue to see minutes as we go forward. Hassan Ward back off of injury. He's come in, and he's played incredibly well here these two games back, going back to the last non-conference game against New Hampshire and, and going in there, helping out a bunch inside. Do you anticipate 
he's eventually going to get back into you know, the starting role that we're going to get back into that point. And yeah, he's playing starters minutes and, since he's come back, but they go that direction. And if they do, what would that mean? Would it be Robert Jones going to the bench and be that energy guy that we saw a year ago? Would that be the most likely scenario? Uh, it's possible, I guess, but I, I don't think they'll mess with it for now. I think they'll probably leave Rob in that starting role. The, the thing about both those guys is um, they're both going to play about 20, 22 minutes a game anyway, mm-hmm. and they're both going to play in spurts where they play really, really hard for three minutes, and then they come out. And so the combination of those two coming up with 24 points, or, uh, yeah, 24 points and 14 rebounds at Oklahoma, that was huge. And I, I don't know that I've seen a better college dunk than – no. The one Hassan Ward had. I, I don't know that I've ever seen a college player follow in his own missed free throw with a dunk. I think I saw Michael Jordan do it yep. one time. But, it, I mean, it is. That that was incredible. And just a, a little tip of the iceberg of the athleticism that Hassan Ward brings to the table. But he gets so many deflections. And, you know, Rob brings his different stuff. You know, Rob brings that energy, as you mentioned, that um, the ability to score in the post, which he's really improved on. I mean, he's shooting about 70% this year. He was down around 47 last year. And, you know, he's also a good rebounder. He's a good, he's a, a decent shot blocker. And so I think the combination of those guys gives Iowa State something they really need. And I don't think TJ cares which one's starting. And I don't think those guys care which one's starting. I mean, they know they're going to get the same number of minutes either way. And so we'll see as matchups go. But I think for right now, they're pretty comfortable with what they have. Final thing for you, a little football to wrap up with the voice of the Cyclones, John Walters and Iowa State. Though it didn't end in a victory against Memphis, it is hard to call anything outside of the 2023 season a great success. Coming back from the tumult of the offseason, the gambling investigation, the rough September and what it turned out to be, a great story and the excitement continues because this was an incredibly young team, John. Yeah, 20 of 22 starters returning next year, so... You know that's gonna that's gonna raise a few eyebrows, and I, I think especially you look at the offense, which, you know, I mean the way that Rocco Beck got better and better as the season went on, he's gonna be one of the best young quarterbacks in college football next year for sure. Um, you've got the the makings of a good ground game. You've got your entire offensive line returning. You have Jaden Higgins and Jalen Noel returning. Benjamin Bramer at tight end. So, you know, I think you've got plenty of pieces there where you could have a very good offense, and then. You know, defensively with John Haycock, they're always going to be good. They did lose two really, you know, uh, star players for him, and Gary Vaughn at linebacker and uh, T.J. Tampa. But that's it, really. I mean, pretty much everybody else is back. And so getting Malik Verdon healthy again would be great. And, um, you know, I, I think this is a team that can be very sound defensively. This year, obviously in the bowl game, they, they didn't defend particularly well. But uh, you look at the season as a whole, you know, third in the Big 12 in scoring defense, top three in that category, seven consecutive years now under Coach Acock. So um, you always count on that being the kind of the bread and butter. But I like what the the possibilities are for this offense to continue to improve. they got to go find a kicker. That's an important thing. They, they brought in a transfer here recently. We'll see how that competition goes in the spring. But um, I, I'm optimistic about this Iowa State team going forward for sure. Yeah, definitely uh, looking at a new look of Big 12 also next season and Arizona, Arizona State, Utah coming aboard along with Dion in Colorado. Going to be fun, going to be different. Looking forward to it and always our conversations. John, safe travels up north. We'll be listening to you tonight on the call. Iowa State and Houston, 6 o'clock with the tip-off from Hilton. Thank you, John. All right, my pleasure. Thanks, Trent. He is John Walters joining us. Always great catching up with John and making his way here momentarily, getting ready to head up 
to Hilton, get set up, and you can hear the game down the hall on 100.3 The Bus. We wrap things up on the other side. It's my picks of the day. So if you were following along last night, we didn't play any college basketball rarity. Yes, there were games going on. We did play, though, the prop market yesterday. We were good with Loveland over receiving yards. He didn't get the touchdown. We didn't get McMillan for Washington over rushing yards. He did get a touchdown for us, though, at 2-1. to one. Blake Corum, he cruised over in the rushing yard statistic. Went with the first quarter under 12.5. 17 was scored there. I think I'd still make it again. Didn't get home with Washington, but had a couple of hedges with my big Alabama ticket with Michigan. Overall, well, we put it together, plus 3.25 units. We're coming back here. I got three bets locked in that I did last night as soon as the lines came out, including Iowa State and Houston. We'll get into that. More in the Big 12. Baylor, BYU, Big 10, Nebraska, Purdue, plus a few more. It's my picks of the day presented by Circus Sports. We'll do that as we continue. It's Miller and Condon on 106.3. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that's going to make the playoffs even better. New customers, bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. A great NFL slate, six games going on in Super Wild Card Weekend. The Packers, they are getting 7.5 against Dallas. Looking forward to that. And if it goes awry for Dallas, Mike McCarthy in trouble. So many storylines, so many great ones to look at this weekend. And new and existing customers, here's something for you. Everyone is going to get a no-sweat same-game parlay for every playoff game day. That's Saturday, Sunday, and Monday with the Eagles and the Bucks. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code KXNO. New customers can bet just 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code KXNO. The crown is yours. Must be 21 or older. Iowa only. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Opt-in required. One no-sweat token issued per eligible day after opt-in. No-sweat bonus bet issued based on amount of losing qualifying bet. Eligibility, max reward limits, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-OF-A-LIFETIME. Trent's Pick of the Day is brought to you by Circus Sports. Download the Circus Sports app today to play with Trent or against him. Trent got it back with you one final time. Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO Picks of the Day. As we begin anew here, a week into the new year. Let's see, things going pretty well overall. Last 30 days, we're up 20.8 units. Let's build on it here today as we get back into the full swing of college basketball. Conference season is here. Let's make a little money. We got Big Ten. We got Big 12. In fact, three Big 12 games and one from the Mountain West. Well, I've talked about it. I put my money where my mouth is. I've been saying it for weeks that Houston was going to get their first loss of the season tonight in Hilton Coliseum. Snow, you don't scare me. Give me the Cyclones and the points here. Now, if you got it at the opener last night... You got Iowa State plus four and a half. Got that one in my back pocket. Now down to two and a half. Little reverse line movement happening there. Basically meaning that a bunch of the money is coming in or many of the bets are coming in on one side. Yet the point spread is moving. That normally indicates that that is where the sharps are. 
Yeah, your boy TC considers himself a sharp, at least on this one. Give me Iowa State and the points. Pick number two, also from the Big 12. I got two favorites in the Big 12. Give me Cincinnati. What an impressive performance playing. Minus C.J. Frederick out of BYU. They go out there and not just cover. They win that thing outright as a dog against the Cougars over the weekend. They come back home for Texas, a Texas team that just hasn't clicked. And I don't know there'll be no tears shed about that one up in Ames. I'll lay it. Give me Cincinnati. The Bearcats, minus four. And Baylor, speaking of BYU, we'll see. Were they just computer trickers? Or how good is this Cougar team? I'm going to lay it with Baylor, minus two and a half against BYU. To the Big Ten we go. Purdue, number one in the country. They go to Nebraska. Look out. Huskers are good at home. I'm going to grab the points. Give me the Cornhuskers plus the eight and a half. And one more here in college hoops tonight. San Diego State played for a national championship a year ago. Now they take on Tim Miles and San Jose State. I'm taking the Spartans plus the ten and a half. San Jose State plus ten and a half. Nebraska plus eight and a half. Baylor minus two and a half. Cincinnati minus four. Iowa State plus the four and a half. My picks Presented by Circus Sports. That is it for today. Murph and Andy waiting in the wings. I see Keith Murphy making his way in to the studio. They're coming up next here on 106.3 KXNO.